0: Well, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. This week, we're talking about some common obstacles to our productivity and how we can overcome them. You'll find more information and links to some resources I mentioned in this episode, all in the show notes for the episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 459. This episode is brought to you by Calm. We all know that stressful deadlines, long hours, and the pressures of juggling family and social life and other things can take a toll on your mental health. With Calm, you can get in-the-moment relief from everyday sources of stress and anxiety, so you can show up feeling refreshed and ready to tackle any challenge. That's why I'm so glad to be partnering this year with Calm, the number one mental wellness app which can help give you the power to calm your mind and change your life. Calm recognizes that everyone faces unique challenges in their daily lives, that mental health needs differ from one person to the next, and that time for meditation and things like that may vary. And since self-care practices are so deeply personal, Calm strives to provide content that caters to everyone's preferences and needs. So their meditations range from focuses on anxiety and stress and relaxation and focus to building habits and taking care of your physical well-being. They really run across the spectrum there. And they have sleep stories with hundreds of titles to choose from with many different narrators, including sleep meditations and calming music that will have you drifting off to dreamland quickly and naturally They even have expert-led talks on topics such as tips for overcoming stress and anxiety, for handling grief, for improving self-esteem, for caring for relationships, and more. The Calm app puts the tools you need to feel better in your back pocket. Literally, you can have them on your phone. And if you go to calm.com TPW, you'll get a special offer of 40% off the Calm premium subscription and new content is added every week. So you can stress less, sleep more, and live better with Calm. I really appreciate the various guided meditations offered in the Calm app, which help me quiet my often racing mind and just slow down for a minute. But my most used feature of the Calm app is the sleep stories which I use nearly every night either to get to sleep or get back to sleep when I wake up in the wee hours often with some work issue on my mind. The sleep stories have never failed me, they have so many different ones to choose from and every one of them is so helpful. And as I said, for listeners of The Productive Woman, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. That's the one that I have that I pay for myself. And you can learn more about it at calm.com slash tpw. That's calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash tpw for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash tpw. All right. So for those of us who care about being productive, both about getting the things done that are important to us and in the broader sense of productivity about making a life that matters, we are very aware of the many obstacles that can get in the way of those things, Overcoming obstacles to productivity requires a strategic approach, combining an understanding of your personality, your work style, proper planning, and specific tactics to handle common productivity roadblocks. We've talked about many of these in the past, and I just thought it was a good time to look at it again, maybe because I had a very stressful week this week where I felt like I was not as productive as I wanted to be. So here are a few, actually 10, common obstacles and some strategies to overcome them. And I'm going to include, for most of them, references to some past episodes of this podcast that might help, as well as other resources worth investigating. And you'll find links to all of those in the show notes for this episode. So let's get into it. Uh, The first one, and these are in no particular order, they're just kind of how they came to my mind, The first obstacle to productivity is distractions. As we've talked about before in this age of digital technology, distractions are everywhere all the time. Social media, constant email notifications, and other interruptions can significantly hamper our productivity. We can overcome this by things like scheduling specific times for checking emails and social media and sticking to that schedule. We can consider using tools and apps that block or limit time spent on distracting websites or apps. We've talked about distraction both in the digital sense and in general and about overcoming it in more depth recently in episodes 448, which was about managing distractions in a digital age, and in episode 454, which was our productive reading discussion of Nir Ayal's book, Indistractable. We also discussed it back in episode 243 which was also about dealing with distractions. So I encourage you to check out those resources if distraction is interfering with your productivity as an obstacle you'd like to overcome. A second obstacle to productivity is I'll call it poor time management and I hesitate there because the the phrase time management is kind of an iffy one for me. Although I've thought about and studied time management since I was a young teenager and it's a very common phrase, I've come to realize that we don't manage time at all, that we can't really manage time at all. Time is a fixed resource. There are 24 hours a day. And we can't manage those hours in the sense of moving them around or saving them up for use later like we could do with, say, money or something like that. But what we can manage is our use of time, what we actually do with those 24 hours in each day. And if we're not managing our use of time effectively, we can end up feeling overwhelmed and unproductive perhaps being very, very busy without actually accomplishing the things that we care about, that we need and want to do. Lots of what we talk about on this podcast over the years is about just that, about being more intentional, efficient, and effective in how we use our time. So a few suggestions to help us do that, are things like utilize techniques like the Pomodoro technique or time blocking, task batching, or the Eisenhower box. And I'll put links to uh, some past episodes where we've talked about each of those more. But the Pomodoro technique is, is one we've talked about in a couple of recent episodes where you set a timer for a specific amount of work, say 25 minutes or 50 minutes, whatever works for you, and you focus on one task during that period of time till the timer goes off. And then you reset the timer for five minutes or ten minutes for a break. And then you repeat that until you've gotten your tasks done. Time blocking is allocating blocks of time to specific tasks or types of tasks. Task batching is grouping tasks that are similar. So if you're making phone calls, making a series of phone calls all at once while you're sitting there at the phone and knocking them out all at once, or, you know, anything like that, where you can batch together tasks that are similar, that use the the same location, the same kinds of tools and so on. All those things can help us use time more efficiently. So we get more done in less time and manage our use of the time better. Another technique or suggestion to helping us use time more intentionally and effectively is to invest in a good planner, whether it's a paper planner or a digital planner that can help you schedule your tasks and deadlines so you can keep track of things and you don't lose them. I encourage you to check out episode 176, which is where we talked about productivity tools and techniques to try for more ideas on ways that we can manage our time or specifically manage our use of time better. A third obstacle to our productivity is procrastination. Now procrastination is defined as the action of delaying or postponing something. Now it's not procrastination when we intentionally and for reasons that we like choose to defer doing something until a later date. That's not necessarily procrastination. We procrastinate anytime we do something else other than what we intend and plan to do at any given time. And that kind of procrastination is a major productivity killer. Again, we've addressed this many times in past episodes, so you can check out episode 434 where we talked about procrastination and regret. Episode 347 covered 10 unproductive things to stop doing, and procrastination is one of them. Spoiler alert. And episode 312 was titled That Project You've Been Avoiding, and it was kind of all about procrastinating on a project and how to get past that. And finally, episode 111 was on time thieves. All of those have some great information on procrastination and how to get past it. The short version is we overcome procrastination by getting to the root cause, the reason why we're procrastinating on something we have decided we need or want to do. Again, this is different from intentionally and purposefully scheduling something for a later date. But what I'm talking about for procrastination is when we've decided I need to do this thing today at this time, and then we don't, we do something else for whatever reason. And to overcome it, we need to figure out, understand why we're procrastinating Many times it's because a task or a project just feels overwhelming. It's too big to comprehend and we, we just don't start. We can overcome this by breaking that task or project into smaller, more manageable parts and starting with the easiest part. This will help create a sense of progress and make the task seem less daunting. And this is something we've talked about in some of those other episodes that I mentioned and go into a little more detail on it. Also, cultivating the habit of using techniques like the two minute rule. If a task takes two minutes or less, just do it immediately. Uh, That can also help. So, there are things we can do to overcome this obstacle of procrastination and get back to being productive in the way that we want to be. A fourth obstacle to productivity is a lack of motivation. It's tough to be productive when you're not motivated. That is, it's tough to get things done when you're not motivated. Motivation is defined as the reasons one has for acting in a certain way or the general desire or willingness to do something. And it can come from many different sources and it fades for lots of different reasons, such as boredom, perfectionism, discouragement, or even external circumstances that impair our motivation. To boost motivation, set clear attainable goals, visualize the benefits of achieving these goals, and remember to give yourself credit for the tasks you complete. Remember your why, reminding yourself of your why, writing it down, posting it where you can see it and rehearsing it can be a big motivation booster. You can check out episode 227 on how to renew your motivation for some very specific suggestions on how to reinvigorate your motivation when it fades. We've also talked about motivation in other past episodes such as episode 179 which was on motivation and habit. Episode 40, way back in the first year, I think, that I was doing this podcast, was on motivation. And episode 278 looks at 11 ways to keep your new year motivation going. So there are some resources to check out. A fifth obstacle to productivity is multitasking. And here we're talking about trying to do, at the same time, two or more tasks that actually require our attention. Multitasking can seem like a good idea but it often leads to mistakes and to reduce productivity. It's better to focus on one task at a time and give it your full attention before moving on to the next task. There's tons of research out there that shows this. We've talked about it many times recently but I still had to mention this in an episode about productivity obstacles because it is a big one. So if you want more information, you can check out episodes such as last week's episode 457 on productivity myths, as well as episode 347 on 10 unproductive things to stop doing. Episode 286, we looked at 11 time wasters to eliminate. And way back in episode 79, we talked about staying focused and paying attention and addressed multitasking in that episode as well. A sixth obstacle to productivity is stress and burnout. And whether it comes from an overwhelming workload or difficult personal circumstances or just the sometimes craziness of 21st century life, high levels of stress and burnout can lead to decreased productivity. There is lots and lots of research about this and we've talked about it in the past. When we are under stress... We struggle to focus on our work and to stay motivated to get things done. Health problems, physical health problems can arise from chronic stress, including high blood pressure, heart disease and diabetes and those can make it difficult to get our work done and to be productive in the the ways that we want to be. One article I read recently and that I'll link to in the show notes summarized the productivity impairing effects of stress this way. The article said, when we are under stress, our bodies and minds focus on coping with the stressor rather than on the task at hand. This can lead to decreased concentration, memory problems, and difficulty making decisions. In turn, these cognitive difficulties can lead to decreased productivity and a decline in the quality of work. So stress is a major obstacle to productivity both in the sense of getting the things done that we need and want to do but also in the sense of making a life that matters. When we are under stress, it's hard to do either of those things. We talked about this in more depth a couple of months ago in episode 414 which was on women, stress and productivity. So that's a good resource to look at if you'd like more information about that particular obstacle. Some ways to reduce stress and its effects on our productivity include incorporating relaxation and mindfulness practices into your daily routine, such as meditation or yoga, or even just going for a walk outside in the fresh air. Uh, Regular exercise, a healthy diet, and adequate sleep are crucial for maintaining energy levels, especially when we are under stress. And finally, be sure to seek support whether it's help with the work that needs to be done or just someone to talk to and help you process stressful events or situations and thereby mitigate the effects of that stress on your productivity. A seventh obstacle to our productivity can be a lack of skills or knowledge. In kind of doing some research for this episode, I found a ton of business-related articles talking about the effects of poor training on company productivity. And I'll link to a couple of those in the show notes as well. But the concept applies to us personally as well. If you don't have the necessary skills or knowledge to perform a task, whether this is for work or for a personal project or around your home, it can greatly affect your ability to accomplish the task efficiently and effectively. And the lack of skills or knowledge can also lead to procrastination and a general lack of motivation to get started. We hesitate to try to undertake to do something that we don't feel like we know how to do. We can overcome this particular obstacle by investing time in learning and development, whether it's for our job or for our family or for our home life or, for, or, or just personally. Taking courses, attending workshops, or finding a mentor in your field or in the area that you're interested in. I think back many, many years ago when I was a new mom, one of the things I wanted to do was to sew clothes for my young daughter. Now Maybe nobody cares about that these days, but you know this was quite a long time ago and I, it was something I really wanted to do. And I had a sewing machine but I really didn't know how to use it very well. But I found a friend who was a skilled seamstress and she taught me how to sew. I would take my daughter and my sewing machine to my friend's house and we would set up our machines kind of side by side and sew together. So she was right there to help me when I ran into something I didn't know how to do or to kind of point out better ways, more effective ways to do what I was trying to accomplish with whatever, you know, thing I was sewing. And that same process can apply to anything we want to learn how to do. I think of my husband who over the years has learned how to do tons of different things around the house or with cars by finding someone who knew how to do it and working with them to learn how to do it. So finding a mentor, whether you formally call them a mentor or not, finding someone who knows how to do the thing you want to know how to do or who has the knowledge that you want and coming alongside them and learning from them can be a great way to gain the skills and knowledge we need to be productive in our lives and in our work. An eighth obstacle to productivity can be a poor physical environment. Our working environment can be a significant obstacle to productivity whether because of clutter or sources of distraction or because it's physically or mentally uncomfortable due to the physical setup or noise or other reasons. Uh, And this is true for our jobs and for our home life. The subject of clutter and its effects on productivity is another topic we've addressed many times on this podcast, including last month's episode 455, where we looked at nine reasons to declutter And earlier episodes like episode 277, which was 10 Things to Declutter, Uh, episode 163, we covered clutter, stress, and simplicity. And way back in episode 16, and I think a couple of other episodes right around that time, but 16 was about conquering clutter step by step. All of these have some great suggestions and ideas for improving our physical environment to make it uh, more productive, help us be more productive, I guess is the right way to say that. But the short answer to overcoming the obstacle of a poor physical environment is to keep our workspace clean and organized and do our best to make sure it's comfortable and well-lit. So do what you can to eliminate or minimize noise, interruptions, and other distractions and discomforts. I'll link in the show notes to a couple of articles with suggestions that can help with this. Again, and this is whether your workspace is in an office or in your home. I also recommend a book I read not too long ago called Your Creative Workspace, which offers lots of ideas and inspiration for creating a workspace that supports your productivity and your creativity. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. A ninth obstacle to productivity is a lack of tools and resources. And this is somewhat uh, connected with the, the previous one about poor physical environment, but it's a little different. Whatever kind of work you're doing, whether it's on your job that you're paid for, in your kitchen or in your creative endeavors, not having the necessary tools or resources can hamper your ability to perform the necessary tasks effectively. Overcoming this obstacle is really pretty simple, although not necessarily easy. It's simply figure out what tools and resources your tasks require and do what you can to ensure you have access to the necessary software, hardware, utensils, implements, tools, and other resources that you need to complete the tasks that you want to do. And the final obstacle we'll talk about on this episode is poor communication. Miscommunication can lead to confusion, to errors and decreased productivity, both in the sense of getting things done and in the sense of making a life that matters. And this is true on the job, in our relationships and just in life in general. Poor communication probably is one of the biggest obstacles to a meaningful life uh, that I can think of. And now realizing this, is actually more than half the battle. Recognizing that poor communication is causing obstacles to you making the life that you want to make and accomplishing the things that you want to get done. To overcome this obstacle to productivity, we just need to take, I say we just, I mean this is a a big one, it's not that simple, but take intentional steps to improve our own communication skills And seek better, clearer, and more open communication with the others in our life. Whether we're talking about supervisors, colleagues, employees, and clients at work, or spouse, children, or other family members in your personal life. Or people like your your children's teachers, or your teachers if you're a student. Learning to communicate better with others all these different people in our lives can make a huge difference in our productivity, in our ability to get the things done that we need and want to do and in our ability to make a life that matters as we each define it for ourselves. One of the most important communication skills we can learn is to listen to understand rather than to refute. I think it's crucial. I, I don't know about you, but I know I struggle with this sometimes. I'm listening to someone's explanation or argument or whatever it is, more with an ear towards how I can show how wrong they are rather than to truly understand them, either what it is they're asking me to do or the opinion that they're expressing. So learning to listen to understand is crucial, as is being conscious of unspoken expectations and biases in ourselves and in others. Improving communication is a lifelong process, and as I'm recording this I'm thinking I'm going to try and find an expert or two to bring onto the show to talk about how we can improve our communication skills. But in any event, it is a lifelong process, but the effort and the time invested in that process will pay off in productivity with less time lost to conflict, misunderstanding, and mistakes. So those are just 10 obstacles that I thought of in preparing this episode, and each of them requires a slightly different approach, but they all begin with recognizing the problem and then committing to finding and implementing a solution. It may take some trial and error to find what works best for you, but once you do, you will see your productivity increase. So those are my thoughts. I wonder what do you think? What obstacles interfere most with your productivity, whether it's one of the ten that I talked about or something that I missed, and what steps do you take to overcome them? I'd love it if you would share those ideas, and any questions you might have in the comments section of the show notes for this episode which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 459 You will also find there links to the resources I mentioned and several others that you might find helpful You can also share your thoughts and your suggestions by posting a comment or question in the Productive Woman Facebook page or if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group That's a great place for us to share ideas and resources with each other. You can always email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. Before we go, just a reminder that especially if stress or anxiety are interfering with your productivity and your quality of life, Remember that for listeners of this podcast, Calm is offering that exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. You can learn more by going to calm.com slash tpw. That's calm, C-A-L-M mcom slash tpw for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once more, that's calm.com slash tpw. And that's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you found it worthwhile. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter.